this is as real as it gets. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and I want to thank you guys for joining us again. As you know, every show we have, we bring on some inspirational, motivational people that are doing amazing things that you don't hear about and you don't hear their story. And we tell their story here. And today is no different. We have Anna Catherine Kovash. She's on the show with us, and she's going to share her story with us. I'm excited about it because you haven't heard it. So this is the first time. Anna, welcome to the show. How are you? Great. How are you? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on, taking the time. You know, uh, I, what I like to do, because, you know, a lot of people are probably not familiar with you, so I want to get them familiar with you. Why don't you give us a backdrop of yourself and let people know, you know, who you are? Because I know you're, you know, modeling and an activist. I know this stuff. They may not. So give them a backdrop and then... Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a nice conversation. So I've been a model for pretty much since uh, high school. I've, you know, done little bits here and there, and I became more involved with it when I moved to England, and I got a degree in journalism. So oh, once I moved there, it sort of took off. I was involved with London Fashion Week and mm-hmm. uh, represented the USA and uh, top model worldwide. So I've been immersed in the world of modeling since then, which was around like 2012. Mm -hmm. But I've found my calling in life and my cause in life, which is for the animals. And being a model, you know, sometimes you're in positions where you have to model things and you might not be comfortable with it. And I've always just listened to my gut feeling about how I feel what's best to do in those situations. And I feel now that I've reached a point in my career where I can like speak out and use my voice for a greater good. I'm going to use it for that and uh, speak up for the animals because I think there's so much going on in our world right now and it can get like pushed in the back, you know, of our thoughts, but it really, struck a chord with me and I've been just happy to champion those causes and using my platform and modeling to do that. No, I think that's amazing because, you know, I didn't know you were in London, you lived over there and you were involved and you were immersed in the modeling world and you were helping these models to go and build up in the industry, which is, it's a hard industry, isn't it? It's it's pretty hard. I mean, I guess it has to be cutthroat. Mm -hmm. I think so. And I'm not that type of person, you know, I don't have that personality for that type of, you know, cutthroat uh, attitude, but I just like to be myself and, you know, be a good person. And, you know, I think good things come to those who, you know, dream for it and believe in it. So I'm just grateful for all the opportunities that uh, God has given me in my life and, you know, but I feel like this is a greater calling and a greater cause. So I'm able to somehow work side and side and use my voice and my photos to get attention. And if it's good attention, that's good because it's raising awareness for any kind of cause with animal welfare. 
And the attention that you're getting is, is sparking the interest of the likes of PETA, which, you know, right. I, I support. And you've done you've done some stuff there recently. And I, I'm going to go into that in a second. I want to reel it back. You know, tell me when you were in London, I mean, t you, you're a journalist, too. So you went to school for this. So mm -hmm. uh, and you, you have it gives you the ability to, I guess, kind of find that voice in you and others and get it out. You know, and, and right, it and, does. It's, have you used that? I have. I mean, being a writer and being in the background, like you see a story, but then when you're a part of a story, you know, this is the first time I've been a part of a story with PETA when I caught their attention, you know, with uh, campaigning for animal rights. So it was funny being the journalist and then being the person that you're writing about at the same time. And then you can see how you know, your voice really does reach people on all different levels. And you also leverage social media to get that message out as well. Exactly, exactly. That's how we I connected. Think. We connected on, on, exactly. on IG and I was watching the stuff you were doing. I said, you know what, this is interesting. And I didn't know too much about you. And I said, this is a story that needs to be told. And here right, we are right. today, we're telling it. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So I'm, I've been able to be, you know, through the grace of God, you know, I've been able to meet so many wonderful people like yourself along the way. And it's just part of this journey, you know, reaching out to one another and, you know, being able to speak up. So let me ask you this. When you, when, when was that, that moment that you thought that you had something in you to be an animal activist. You had something in you to do, to utilize what you were doing to kind of, you know, bring attention to these matters that are out there. Well, I never, I never really thought I was going to be like an animal activist. I kind of, in my own way, have been one my whole life, you know, whether it was in middle school and we were being forced to dissect rats or frogs and i was like the one that said hey i don't have to do this the law says you can't make me do it and i was passing flyers out and you know oh, i always look at you. I, i'm scene. sure the teachers loved you <laughs> yeah well actually i'll never forget it when i finally convinced everyone that they didn't need to be you know dissecting that they have to provide you with like a computer software so you could still complete the course she threw a dead rat at me right in front of the class seriously and she wow. laughed at me and i just thought wow i was like obviously i'm doing the right thing if it's provoking somebody did, did, did to do this, that this was in high school this was in middle school middle school yeah this for a like teacher seventh grade teacher i know and not the, be a teacher nothing for nothing i know and i remember the kids all just like held their breath and i just stood my ground and i stood by principal and i just stared right back at her so she obviously let me use the computer software. But getting back to your question, just being this idea of an activist, I think people think that you have to put yourself physically out there, that you're protesting, that you're marching. You can do it from the comfort of your home. In this pandemic, you know, we all know what it's like to be at home. So I've just been, you know, doing what I can and I would like to do more. I know I can do more. But the moment came in December when I saw, uh, I was watching QVC, you know, it was, just, it was the day after Christmas, we're still happy, you know, everything's great. And I see this 
And you figured like you sit down and go in and do some shopping. <laughs> yeah, I just I liked I've I've always loved QVC. They're they're fun, you know. I like the hosts. I've grown up watching that show. And I remember seeing it on the television. I had to take a picture of it with my phone because I couldn't believe it. It was this electronic mousetrap and you and you're able to download an app on your phone and you can keep track of how many you kill each day almost like a game and i was really? like there's something wrong with this this whole picture and it just yeah. it didn't sit right with me i thought something about this is wrong and i said electrocution is never humane it's never no. humane for human beings let alone animals and you know this is this is going too far and i thought for a home family oriented shopping channel i needed to say something sure. i'm a consumer i i buy things from them and i wanted to use my voice and and that's something in me like changed that day and i realized there is a cause mm -hmm. and there is a purpose for me out here and it's not just sitting out here you know being silent looking away you know the worst you, thing you can do in this world is look away when there's you know things going on for animals that are not good right. so i reached out to qvc and i sent various messages and pleading with them to reconsider and i heard nothing for about 11 days and then i heard from their headquarters and they said thank you for continually uh reaching out to us we have decided to pull the product from our television show and also from our website and we will never sell this type of product again and i i just couldn't believe that me like of all people one person could speak up and you Why can not? make a difference I mean, but right. one person can make a difference and that that's the thing if you look at history you always have that one person whether it's sitting in the front of a bus whether it's marching and and having a voice getting on tv whatever it is one person can spark something but it takes right, that one person to be to be that brave to do it well know? it's just i just i i've researched so much about electrocution since then and i have come up with a lot of you know backup to why i think it is inhumane uh in 1903 there was an elephant named topsy and Topsy. She was Topsy that went, over, went over the bridge in Pennsylvania. Really? Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But she was a circus elephant from Coney Island, and she was taken from her mother at a very young age. She was brought up in this dysfunctional circus life, you know, and and they would force her to want to take cigarettes in her mouth, and if she refused, she pushed them back, and they thought, oh, well, we can't deal with this. She's got to go. Mm -hmm. we've got to execute her and and they wanted to originally hang her but the aspca oh the aspca at the time said no that's that's too far but at, that was during the time of the battle of the currents with thomas edison and all these you yeah. know people like tesla and he was trying to prove that alternating current was really deadly so he would use these animals that he would find off the streets like strays or cattle or horses and finally it was topsy and they hooked her up to this electrocution device in front of like 1200 1500 people mm -hmm. and it was televised well recorded back then mm -hmm. and she 
obviously showed what he was trying to prove that how deadly and how painful it was. And I thought, wow, we haven't learned anything 118 years from no. now, how deadly this is. Like we're glorifying it with mouse traps. Mm -hmm. And on the QVC website, they kept saying it's humane. It's humane. It's a humane high voltage shock. And I argued with them and I said, there is nothing ever humane with high voltage. No, I mean, you, 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 ever get electrocuted, you, ever get a, you ever get a shock from, from a plug or your, from a car battery? That's not fun. Right. So it can't no. be much different than that. You know, and just, just no. with that elephant topsy you were speaking about back then, the battle of the currents, you had mm -hmm. Carnegie, which was you know building bridges with steel, and he mm -hmm. used topsy to walk over the bridge and that's oh. what brought people to embrace steel, which is interesting. But th that is they, interesting. Yeah, Topsy did, Topsy did a great thing there. But then they they were using the elephant to 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 test electricity. That doesn't make any sense. And I know that it. I know. I just know that I had to remember her name. I know they have it out there on YouTube. Like you can watch it, and I can't find the strength to watch it. But just seeing her picture spoke to my soul, and I felt like. In some way, I was channeling her, and I realized that I'm doing the right thing. Maybe sure. other people think it's silly. You know, when you're looking at a mouse and you're comparing it to yourself, you know, I think people think that something so small doesn't have feelings or it doesn't have any, uh, it's not deserving of respect or compassion, which is a shame. Well, you know, humanity. Humanity gets lost and, you know, it starts with a mouse. Where does it go? A mouse, exactly. a cat, a dog, a monkey, and as you said, elephants and things of that nature. Where does it stop? What, what are they going to go and take, you know, kids and, and test electric, you know, electric current through them? You know, you can't, you can't, you, there has to be a battleground where lines are drawn. And, and this is one of them because, I mean, really, how is it a game? to go and, and electrocute any living creature. And to make a game out of it on your cell phone that, and to keep, that, keep track of that each day. And I was, that's, it was just like, death is not a game. That's See. what's resonated with me. And I thought I was the only person, perhaps there were other people that wrote in, but I just kept being persistent. I wrote to everyone. It was very hard to get in touch with them because their phone lines were busy. So I thought the written word is best. I just kept typing and pleading with them. And and I I did alert PETA to this. And I said, just so you know, I've noticed this and I'm going to keep pursuing this and writing this. Well, they're so busy. They get so many messages. That about the time this was resolved and the product was pulled, PETA said, well, what, what's going on? I said, it's it's done it's wonderful. It's been pulled. And they said, Oh, wow. And then they got back to me a month later and they said, our colleagues and I would like to honor you with this award. Nice. And it was just like, wow. You know, well, I was congratulations so with that. But you know, PETA, you. they do a lot of great things out there. They get criticized for some things. Maybe they're going over mm -hmm. the top. I get it. But you know what? If you don't go a little extreme, really, you're not going to get the attention to the core, to the real causes that you're trying to impact. And well, I think that they exactly they've played you know nice, but that doesn't always get attention. No, something nice you play nice. Sometimes you you know people will laugh at you, ignore you, and 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 do all that fun stuff, but nothing gets done. And really, 
you know, again, I don't care if it's civil rights or any other types of rights that are out there. If you're not fighting for them, then how is it going to invoke change? And well, with animals, rest, animals yes. don't have voices, so they need us to fight for them. And that's right. important. I found my cause and that's what my heart spoke to me. And I realized that sure. this is this is my gift. You know, I'm able to reach out to many people because of my modeling. I've used that as a platform. I've been published in uh, many magazines and I've used interviews to talk about like cruelty-free beauty products or how to just to make, you know, changes in your life that are going to be a positive impact on the environment and for animals. But the worst thing that we can do is turn a blind eye and to live in ignorance. And right now, I feel like it's like what Jane Goodall said recently. She said, there's just this small window of time before we're totally trashing this planet. I mean, it, it goes even beyond like animal welfare because while they're being abused, it's it's destroying the whole world, yeah. you know, Look, from the people, oceans to the lands. Well, if, you, if you notice that during the pandemic, people weren't traveling, a lot of things weren't, weren't happening. So what happened? The ocean, I mean, the earth started healing itself, had the time to. You had, did, yeah, you had yeah. dolphins going where they haven't gone before. And they, they went to the uh, to Venice. They were in the, the canal. You know, they. I mean, you could see the bottom of the canal where normally you can't. Normally it's like black, right. like tar. You know, and the, the the bottom line is that when you you give the you give the earth the opportunity to heal, you know maybe it's a, you you, you kind of have a better tomorrow, and I think we need to be more aware of this because I think that lack of awareness, a lack of caring, is a problem. You know, right? Uh, yeah. I just think you know, like when we look at animals and ourselves, we, you know, and it's, as it says in the Bible, we've been given dominion over the animals, but that doesn't mean we haven't been given, you know, that trust and care to look after them. They weren't just garbage, mm -hmm. you know, and I've been finding by reading in the Bible that there is a lot of evidence how veganism was used in the Bible and it wasn't something shameful. Because I think people look at the Bible and they think, well, animals were created for us to eat. But really, if you read deeper, you know, in the Bible, Adam and Eve named all these animals. They were, you know, very fond of them. And I just, and, and after Noah's Ark, when God made that rainbow appear in the sky, he made that promise not just to humans, but also to animals that he would never do this again. So obviously he holds animals in high regard. They're not right. just something to be taken lightly. And I've, you know, I've thought about that. And I think that we definitely can use a lot more compassion in this world. Well, compassion is a key thing, you know, and, you know, animals, they're, they have feelings, you know, you, if you have a dog or a right. cat, you know, I mean, they, they have emotions. They have, they have, you know, and same thing. I, I've been, and call me crazy, but I've been and I spent time with goats and other animal horses and cows. And, you know, because, you know, I travel a lot. So I come across, and, I, I, and that that calms me down. So when, I, when I'm able to go to a little farm and do that stuff, but it's just interesting how when you look at them, that they, they have a way of connecting. They have a way of connecting. They look, they're curious. 
they're curious. I got chased by, by 20 goats. They, they would, but it wasn't, they were trying to do something. <laughs> Actually, I thought they were going to pick me up in the air, but the thing is, right. they were curious. They were curious and they just wanted to hang out. And if, if a creature, if any animal can do that, any creature can do that, any living being can do that, then they have feelings, right? So I think so, yeah, exactly. You know, so and they, I they feel, feel pain. they feel they you know they feel when you're mad at them, they feel when you're happy. So you know, mm -hmm. it's just it's just crazy how that gets discarded so easily. And you know, humans to me, if you know, are probably the the um, how can I put it without me getting in trouble, um, <laughs> they can be there's a level of of of. I'm not going to, well, maybe, I don't know if evil is the right word. There's a level of disregard for other life, even human right. life, where people exactly. can go kill someone else. So there has to be something that maybe can can help and bring things to people's attention because, you know, I, I think that something needs to be done. And you're, you're doing a great job with that, with getting the word out and doing that. You know, look, you got an award from PETA. I know, right? That's they send you a little you know, rabbit. What? They send you a little rabbit. <laughs> they sent me. They sent me a book by uh, the president of PETA called "One Can Make a Difference," mm -hmm. and that's what the award is called. One can make a difference, and and it was a big uh, uh, framed uh, award certificate. It had a little mouse on a little flower. It was okay. really cute. But yeah, getting back to what you were saying, I think that, you know, human beings are good at heart. I think most people care. I do believe, you know, I do believe in good people. And I believe that there are some people that have no idea what's going on, you know, and maybe listening today, what we're speaking about, it might like plant a seed in their heart, you know, and, and for me, like, what I speak about when I speak for animals, it's not about winning debates. It's not about winning arguments. It's about winning hearts. It's about hopefully we can heal this world together. You know, we shouldn't be fighting with each other. We should be thinking, you know, how can we make it better? You know, human beings at their best are so inventive and so creative. Mm -hmm. And I've seen such a movement with the plant-based lifestyle with food it's just skyrocketed, especially during this pandemic, because people feel safer eating something that might not have, you know, COVID. Well, and but also think over the past 10 years, over the past five years, there has been a lot of things happening. Now you have plant-based burgers that, you know, people never thought you can go to McDonald's or Burger King and get a, uh, a, a vegan meal that tastes like meat. Right, right. Meat-ish. You know, you, you never thought, but that's something with Beyond Meat and, and the Impossible Burger or meat or whatever. You know, these companies, they're creating things using science, using science. They're creating things right. that maybe can be a replacement for it. And I look, I've had the Impossible Whopper and it tastes pretty good. It's not a sale anymore, but what are you going to do? You know, but it, <laughs> but, it, but it tastes pretty good. So, you know, there are alternatives, you know, doesn't mean, you know, not every, not everyone's going to stop eating meat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that has to be, you know, accepted, but there, there can be some sort of balance, 
you know, because with with uh, with uh, the, the farms and the cows and the greenhouse emissions, all this stuff that transpires, it's affecting not only the animals, it's affecting us, it's affecting the whole world. And how long can that go? Well, just think what you're eating, though. Like I like they're injecting so many hormones and so many antibiotics in these animals. And it's coming into people like you, you, you are what you eat. And if you're eating this, you have to question, like, really, what am I eating? What am I putting into my body here besides like, you know, pain and suffering? And I've, you know, looking at the dairy industry, there's just something that doesn't sit right with me. And, you know, we grow up being raised, eating, you know, meat or drinking milk or eating eggs and, and then you look at the reality, these cows are being raped. They're being, you know, artificially inseminated. Their babies are taken away from them just as they're born. And the, yeah. the, the male calves are being murdered. And I'm like, this is, this is an ugly process. Like I think back to the biblical days. Yes. That, that kind of thing was, you know, people ate meat then, but it wasn't like that. There was not factories. I think we've just, we've looked at these animals as dollar signs and profit and it's just greed. And I just, I can't look away. I can't unsee what I have seen on videos of people who are undercover. I can't unsee that. And if I ever think for a second that I don't have it in me to speak up, I just remember what I've seen. Yeah. And it's like, they're saying to me, please don't forget my face. Yeah, and I, mean, I always think that in the back of my head, and I think we can do so much better in this country and around the world. You know, it's one thing to call yourself a nation of animal lovers, but it's it's hypocrisy to say that knowing what's going on in this country and all over the world. Well, you know, you have you know the thing is is that what they do in in I mean the the meat factories and how they go and they take these animals and what they do to them, even with, with the goose down and what they do with the birds and everything. I I've seen this stuff and it's, it's, it's horrifying. Mm. It's horrifying that, you know, where they, they, they take the sheep and that, I mean, with that, just chopping tails off and doing all this stuff. And it's like, what, I mean, if you need the fur, I mean, the, the, uh, the wool, right. You can shave them, yeah, and then it grows right, back. Right, they grow and they have to be shaved in order to have, to have a healthy anyway. life. Right, so right. you do that, but there's no, there's no need to go and be violent with these animals. And I've seen the violence that come from the animals that call themselves humans that deal with this. And to me, it's, 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 um, there's something wrong with that. There's really something well, wrong with that. it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because... It's, you know, these animals, you know, we are more than qualified as human beings to be entrusted with their care. And we, we need to stop looking at them as profit and start looking at them with souls. You know, they are sentient beings like us in every sense of the word. I mean, the most high God of heaven created this mouse and this and us human beings, you know, they're nothing to some people, but to me, they're the world. And yeah. it's just perspective. It's all about perspective. And, you know, some, you can't convince everybody, but if you can convince just one person to rethink things and you're on the right track.
but again, as we as we said earlier, you know, it does take that one person to believe that they can change the world. And, I, and I'll talk about something that has nothing to do with animals. You know, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs. Everyone knows. Right. Everyone knows who he is. Steve Jobs. He created Apple with Wozniak and everything, else, and he, he did this. Okay. His thing, what he said, and I, and I posted this not too long ago, he said that those that are crazy enough to think that they can change the world, guess what? Those are the ones that will change the world. So if you right. take, I mean, look, if Martin Luther King didn't believe in what he believed in, would there be would there be the, the civil rights? Would there be laws? Where Would things be different today? Would things have changed? You know, he he was a trailblazer. He was way ahead of his time, and he, you know, had the strength of God to do what he did. You know, he walked in greatness without violence. Without violence, so you know, right? But if he, yeah, if he didn't have that strength to do that, then things would nothing. I mean, who knows where things would be today? You know, what if Rosa Parks, you know, decided, hey, I'll stand. Or I'll stand in the back of the bus. She stood. She sat in the front of the bus. She wasn't getting up. If these people didn't have it in them to say enough is enough, you know, and and didn't do this stuff, things would be different today. Same thing with our leaders. You know, they're they're doing things that they they mean they they have to invoke some some type of change. And environmental change, you know, is helpful. Okay, animal rights is a necessity. And I think more of that needs to come into play. And you're you're part of this whole this whole solution. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm still new to this journey, but I'm, you know, ready and willing. I've said to PETA many times, if you ever need a voice, I'm your girl. And when that was like the last thing I ever said to them, and then a month later I had this award and I thought, wow, they think so much of me. And I didn't think that much of myself. I didn't have a lot of self-esteem. I just thought, here I am, you know, just being a consumer, giving my opinion. But I didn't realize that I was standing up for something greater than what I thought I was standing up for. Good thing so you I, you, you know, I my advice for everyone out there is just to believe that you can be that one person to make change. You know, we've talked about Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi and you know, it's like what Gandhi said, uh, the moral progress and greatness of a nation can be uh, seen in how its animals are treated. And I think that we need to work towards that sure. everywhere, not just America, but everywhere. And I think that I have hope. I believe one day we will live with peace and that we can make this happen. We just have to be willing to work at it. It's not easy. You know, you take steps into it. You don't just jump into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think, what can I do to make the world better? And you just, you can do so much, whether it's, you know, in your community, like my mom and I, we help a colony of feral cats and we've changed lives. We've seen them go to new homes, like just doing something good. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's you have, what makes us you have to do something good. You know, you can't just be on, on, on a mission for success. You know, it, it's right. good to be successful. And I and I love when people succeed and they make they do something awesome. I love it. I love it. Right. What I love better is when they take that, that, that success and they do good. Then, you know what? You're a superstar because now you're actually doing something good 
with whatever success or fame that you've developed, now you can do something further with it. And I think that's important. I think that more people need to do that. I don't think enough people do that. And I've had such great support. I thought when I came out as being a vegan and, and supporting animal rights, I thought I was going to get hit with a lot of negativity. But actually, so many people in my life hugged me and said, I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing. And one of my friends for uh, uh, many years wrote me a letter and she said, because of your activism and your courage, I've found the courage to take that leap of faith and I've decided not to eat meat anymore. And I thought, wow, I said, you know, I feel like I am making a difference. You're you know, doing, I'm speaking you're, you're up an and- You're making an impact in your way. Right. And whether you're, you're impacting one person or a thousand people, you know, it's, it's important. And the thing is, is that this is a journey you, you know, as far as activism, you're just starting. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to be in the next five years? You don't know. But you know something? I, I, know. I think that you're going to be a lot higher, much, much higher than you are right now. And think of the, the impact then, what you're going to be able to do. You're going to be right. I'll look back on this. Maybe in five years, we'll be speaking again and recalling sure. what I said. Hey, exactly. Forget about me. You say, yeah, Lou, who? who's that guy? No. <laughs> but you know what i think what you're saying is true like the best is yet to come sure. and we we have to keep pushing at it keep walking you know even though people may doubt you and laugh at you just keep on walking that's the best advice i've ever heard in my life just keep on walking because yeah, if you stop then you you won't accomplish your destiny when your yeah. destiny is calling you you know it in your heart Mm -hmm. And God put that there. And I knew that this was my calling. You know, I've had hints of it my whole life, but that was the moment where I had to either change the channel and just forget I saw it or just speak up. That was your personal inflection point of, of where you were going to go this way or that away, you know, and exactly. you, you made you made a conscious decision to do something because you were able to where, you know, it's people think that it's easy just to do something. You know, it's not. You no. have to, you know, you do something, you have to commit to it. You know, you know, like, look, on social media and Internet and everything, it's easy to be a tough guy, be a bully. And that's what people do. It's easy to do that because you do it and you walk away. When, you, when you're doing something good, maybe it's a little bit harder to do. Maybe it's a little more, more of yourself that needs to be put into it. But why not? It's why always not? easy to follow the crowd and not you know, say something if you feel it in your heart that it's wrong, but it's harder to step out of the crowd sure. and single sure. yourself out and say, well, I'm going to go this way. I'm not going to go with everyone else because my heart's telling me something else. Yeah. You know, and you have to, you have to, uh, you know, you don't have to go spend all your time doing it, but do something, anything. Right. And just in life, I, I, mean, I believe that everyone should do something good, at least one good thing, thing a day, one little thing, something. Anything. Yeah. You know, help an old lady pick, pick their bags up. Go, I mean, let somebody go in front of you in a line. Exactly. The little things. But it's, it's interesting when you do that. And with me anyway, I feel good about it because I know I'm consciously doing something. As ridiculous as it may sound, but I'm doing something that I know is the right thing to do. Like, you don't have to be... 
just all like this all the time where this is what we're 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 stuck doing most of the time we're so wound up and you forget that that person that lives next door to you or down the block or a country away guess what they cut their hand they bleed like you you hit them they hurt you they're they're human okay and animals like you have a you have a cat you have a dog whatever the bottom line is there are other animals that feel the same way your animals feel exactly you know, so, and I, yeah when you, when you live for others it it changes your life you know if you live an existence of just being self-absorbed what are you really living for honestly if you don't live for others and that could be other people you could be living you know for other people in my case i live for animals you know i and i obviously love people you know yeah. But my special place in my heart, right? (laughs) But I believe, I believe in good people, even if they're having a bad day, I believe there's good, you know, I do believe that. And I think we're all capable of compassion, which is, you know, great. I mean, if you, when you like, you know, as a society, if we're pushing animals down here on the spectrum, that's only bringing us down. But once we raise them up to here, that just raises us even higher. So just think of the possibilities if we did that yeah. together as a nation. Just I just can't fathom how blessed we'd all be and feel inside to do good for others. And well, that includes it's, it's animals. A, yeah, it's about doing good. You know, and some people, they, they're so stuck in, in, in the success mode and really getting ahead. And probably, you know, the first part, the first chapters of their lives are on that treadmill with, with earning it. But then they begin to realize later, you know what, now I have to do some good. And that that's okay, you know. You you, you can't be an activist from, from the time you're out of the womb. But you right, can right. build up and just get it together and then do something good out there. You know, and I'm going to go back to history because I love history. You know, Andrew right. Carnegie, you know, one thing that he did at, at the later part of his life when he was done, when he sold his company to J.P. Morgan, all this stuff, when he did that, he preached that if you die a billionaire, you're the poorest man on the planet, that you have to go do good and give it away and do some good. Not give it away, but do things. Right. Well, money doesn't have any value unless you're helping others with it. That's how I feel like you know, if if I ever was fortunate enough and blessed to win the lottery, man, I would I would build the greatest sanctuary the world has ever seen. Honestly, if I could win like the mega millions or something, I always said to myself, I would just buy all this land and have all these animals come there, and it would just be like, wow, that would be my kind of heaven. You got, you got, but you got to hire a lot of poopy scooper guys because that's you know, right. <laughs> yeah, and, but but that that's okay. See. That, that, that shows your heart, and I think that's fantastic, and hopefully you do win Mega Millions, you know, but then, yeah, then again, right. you do that, then it'll be like Lou Who again, but that's okay, you know, but no. you're going to be doing some good stuff out there, and I think more and more people should hear your, your words and understand that you can, you can do good while building up. You know, you've used right. your modeling background, your career, your journalism uh, career to go and do the things you're doing right now. Now, does this mean that that's all you do? No, but it's a start and it's becoming a part of your life. Right. It's it's 
you know, I've been using my face as a canvas recently to write messages and, and a couple people were like, just shocked, like close friends are like, why are you doing this? Why are you writing things on your beautiful face? Is that going to stay there forever? Like they thought I like tattooed this on my mm -hmm. face. I said, no, no. I said, I said, everybody's so fixated on looking at me. I want them to look in here, but they're looking at my face, you know, and it's, it's going to say more than what my words could say. And it will remind you of who I, who I am and what I stand for. And I, and I, I'm so glad that I've been doing it. I think, you know, some people like it and some people don't get it, but it gets attention. And, and if it's getting attention, that's good. Well, it's you in know a positive say, way. No such thing as good or bad press is just press. You get attention, right, you get right. attention, but is getting, you're, you're getting the attention to something that you believe in good or bad. It's coming. So someone took notice. They can say something bad about it, but you but you look, didn't you? You know, right. so somebody you says something good, well, you look, you know what, join the party. So at least you have the guts to do it. So do I you know what I that. think would be really cool? What's that? I would I would love to see a statue built in Topsy's honor in Coney Island so that we don't ever forget what she went through and what so many other animals have gone through so we don't repeat history and i would love to start a kickstarter where we could raise money where some of the proceeds could go towards that statue and the other half could go towards helping animals oh, i think know, that would be a real win-win well then you should you should definitely get in touch with the brooklyn borough president and don't get in touch with the mayor because he doesn't do too much on a regular. <laughs> yeah, so, he seems like he's pretty busy at the moment. Yeah, he's pretty busy. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's busy <laughs> with, but you know, he's busy hanging out with Paul. <laughs> you know, but the uh, the the reality is, is that you want to, you know, to do something like that. Yeah, definitely put something out there. Let them know. I think so. I think, I you, think you that would be great with, uh, with uh, the QVC. You know, you sparked, you made a difference. And I think you keep doing that. You're going to make more of a difference. And that's going to be pretty cool. And, and I, I just want to, I want to praise QVC because I don't want to, I don't want to villainize them in any way. I still love and respect them. And I think that this was a wonderful and positive change. You know, I they thought, listened. wow. They listened. Yeah, they listened. And any other company could have just brushed me right under the rug and have ignored me. But they were kind enough and caring enough to listen to a customer and they you know they've always said i've been a valued customer so i i really commend qvc for making that positive change and i know that you know they've made many changes in the past with you know dropping angora fur products they've never sold any kind of fur or any kind of like product with fur so i've always respected that and i and I hope to continue seeing changes with them and other networks that are on the television. Oh, good deal. And a QVC, yeah. good work. Good work. Exactly. And, and, and Anna, in closing, why don't you give your social media information, your website and stuff like that, so people, if they want to follow you, if they want to stay in touch with you, if they want to learn what you're doing, they can do so. Thank you. Uh, if you would like to follow me on my journey, you can follow me on Instagram at Catherine Kovach. And that's right now, that's my only social media platform that I have public. So everything I do with activism is on there. And please follow me. I'd love to connect with you. I've connected with so many people 
since the QVC uh, article came out. So it's been wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know, the thing is, for you guys that are viewing and listening to this show, okay, we were trying to, me and Anna were trying to get this show together. What was it for about <laughs> three, four weeks before this thing happened? And, I know. And, and But you know what? We we got it. We got it done. And in that time, look at what you've done. Okay. Praise so, God. Thank yeah. you. And, and I'm looking forward to you doing more things greater things and the next time we bring you on because we will bring you on again the next time we bring you on we're gonna have more stuff to show more stuff to share and it's gonna be really cool to show the progress of what you're doing you know and for you people out there that are looking to to get involved in animal rights do so in the littlest way doesn't you don't need to devote your life to it but do something do something. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Thank Th you. Anna, thank you so much. And again, thank you guys for tuning in and join me on the next episode of the UCW radio show. We're going to have some more great guests, more great things, just like Anna. And uh, we're going to be doing some, we're going to, we're going to have something, we're going to show some videos probably, um, I don't know, probably soon. We're going to, we're going to integrate videos into these interviews and we'll see how that works out. I don't know. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Initiating special sequence. Now, this is the UCW radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.